Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, Eden. Hi, Ione. And hello to the listeners. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ione and I'm the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester and the author of Poor Little Sick Girls. And I'm Eden, the managing editor of Polyester and the co-host of this podcast. This is the Sleepover Club, a feminist pop culture podcast. We pull apart the hashtag discourse in the hope of making some sense of it all. Before we get started, please like, rate, review and subscribe. Ione, do we have any reviews? We do. We have so many. It warms my heart. Thank you so much, everyone. And please keep leaving them. Five stars. Feels funny to be writing the second review from New Zealand. Open bracket, Aotearoa, close bracket. But here it is. Sleepover Club is very good, very important, very enjoyable, and obviously globally relatable. Well done for saying what many, many of us are thinking. That is from E.C. McNamara in New Zealand. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much. Global, baby. Hey. So yes, please leave us reviews so we can feel, I don't even know what we feel, joy in our hearts. Pride. God, sorry. <laughs> a demon came out me then. Okay, okay. So today we are talking about something that was suggested in my close friends when I asked what we should talk about. The podcast topic for lol. I don't know where my words have gone today. This was suggested by Naomi. Shout out Naomi. We are talking about fetish mining on TikTok. Mm-hmm. All those funny random videos you watch, they're actually about sex. <laughs> yeah, um, we had a few things we wanted to talk about, but we, they might be a bit controversial, so we've, we've gone for this, which is also maybe controversial too. True, uh, yeah, I know. It's way, when you sent me the research, I was like, mm, this is way more deep than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, the, we're through the looking glass here, people. Yeah. So the video of a woman, uh, usually a woman, uh, with the man behind the camera making some food that looks quite unappetizing uh could be like a cake or it could be like a hot dog that's made in a coca-cola bottle uh is fetish content bum, bum, bum! <laughs> so the one that um the one that i saw which kind of like got me start like got me started on knowing what this was was yeah it was like this woman making a cake and then she was like pouring loads of stuff in the cake, like loads of blue stuff and loads of other stuff. And it was like a big, like tiered grand cake. Mm-hmm. But Eden, what do you mean that it's fetish content? Um, so there's there's a couple of like different different kinds of, of fetishes that it could appeal to. But it's like appealing to people that like things about food. 
hands. There's a lot of close zooming in to like holes in cakes and holes in food. And there's a lot of building up the suspense as to what's going to happen. So it's like edging people. <laughs> and generally it's like a, a hot woman doing it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of things at play, but I guess it's about like building up the anticipation. And then there's like the release of like this cake being cut open and all the like the icing and the goo comes out the cake you know it's all Mm -hmm. it could look quite innocent and it is innocent someone's just making a like a cake with loads of icing in the middle of it (laughs) Um, but it's the way that it's filmed and there's usually a man behind the camera going yeah go on oh show us more do this do that and it's just a bit creepy so leading on to from that we did a deep dive and what else did we discover we then discovered that there's a lot of people especially in the asmr community which i'm a big i'm a big part of the asmr community what um, <laughs> expand. i love asmr yeah i'm not like an asmr i'm an asmr artist well, maybe I am. i'm not an asmr artist but there's a lot of people that are called fetish miners who then like minor like a person mining not mm-hmm. a underage person yeah a fetish miners who request certain things on people's videos to be made where the person making the video might not necessarily understand the um the paraphilia behind the the video so it's like people then unknowingly making fetish content because mm. they think that it's just someone engaging with their content and wanting them to make more so yeah i would have never so another big one of these is like the five minute craft stuff right like mm-hmm. isn't that fetish content yeah so the five minute crafts let me find the research that we were doing about it sorry it's all right <laughs> the five minute crafts are those videos where people are making it's like a, obviously a five minute craft but it's things that people are never going to make and it's that it's like they're going the long way for a shortcut but they are also like the they never the, the hacks don't work but they're also like kind of like fetish adjacent because it's a similar vibe of like a lot of focus on the hands and like doing strange things to to uh to people yeah and like just stuff that is completely out there like yeah. i always watch them lol mm-hmm. but I don't have a fetish for them and I didn't realize they were fetish content until like last week I feel like this yeah. has blown my mind have you known yeah. forever then as you're part of the SMR community um <laughs> I've done known forever but I think when you see those videos of the people making the food it definitely feels like there's a strange undertone yeah and the, 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 the videos are like so out there that it's like surely there's there's another reason behind this because no one is doing this no one is making this meal no one is doing this five minute craft um so yeah there's there's got to be something weirder going on behind the scenes and I feel like but it's so strange because these videos like also I read in your research that the five minute craft or like the craft hack video started in 2016 where I literally feel like they've been around for 10 years yeah like it it does feel like they've been around for a long time feels like they're just like part of the internet now right yeah but um I forgot what my point was now (laughs) well we had a really good essay on the dollhouse that was basically like talking about I suppose this kind of content from like or just all different types of content from a non-fetish point of view and kind of just like how your like TikTok few page is quite absurd and also I think there's so much interesting things to think about and talk about in terms of TikTok specifically because like you don't really choose your algorithm there whereas like on Instagram Mm. I don't know how everyone uses Instagram but I don't really use the explore page that much do you 
No, not really. Whereas on like TikTok, that's all you use. So it's like they're just suggesting content to you. You're not like actively choosing to follow these videos. So if one does pop up, it's not necessarily because you've like stated a preference for it being there. But then if you watch it, you'll get it like over and over and over again, like the same content over and over again. (gasps) Oh my God. You know that woman on TikTok Live that makes the cups? Yeah. Do you think she's a fetish miner? No, she's not a fetish miner. She's just making corpse. Are you sure? <laughs> You're like scared now. Like everything's everything's, <laughs> everything's a fetish. But but this is this is the thing of it that like in in some of the research, someone was basically saying that like everything c- could be a fetish. So you mm. could be watching anything. Like fetish is completely contextual. Yeah, it was in this uh, why food fetish videos are appearing on TikTok page that Beth Ashley wrote for Glamour. And that um, some kink educator, Lola Jean, said that, yeah, fetish is completely contextual. So anyone's video could be a fetish video. Everyone is into different things. So when you start policing certain things and naming certain things fetish content, it's not necessarily true. Depends on who's watching it. So someone, maybe someone could like those cup videos. Who knows? But yeah, it's about the, it's, it's about the, the intention behind the video, I think. And that's why I hate these food messy food videos because they know what they're doing mm. they know exactly who they're catering to yeah, and people. the way that they film them is just so creepy it's also really interesting because I feel like TikTok is kind of CD in a way that other social media is not like obviously Twitter has mm. like actual sex and like a lot of porn and a lot of sex workers on it Instagram is really difficult to do any of that stuff. TikTok is also really difficult to do any of that stuff. And is that why, like, all these weird little, like, cracks are appearing? Do you know what I mean? Like, they shouldn't be there, but they are. Um, And also, it's interesting because, yeah, it's not, like, necessarily you're not going to view it and it's not going to be, like, that for you because you don't have that fetish. Mm -hmm. So then lots of people are kind of interacting with this content on many different levels but I feel like you feel a bit freaked out when you find out that they are fetish mining yeah you're like oh yeah like you've been tricked and also I feel like TikTok I don't know if it's just because I watch it like before bed but I feel like that's the thing like those people watch TikTok before bed and like TikTok lives like they feel a bit seedy most of the time like yeah like whether it's the tarot readings or the like argue with me ones or even Mm. the cut making ones it's like all this weird shit that people are doing on the internet late at night yeah it's inappropriate (laughs) then like the 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 food videos probably started as a fetish thing but now that because of the ridiculousness ridiculousness of them they get high engagement anyway because people are interacting with it going this is disgusting you're wasting food blah blah blah. yeah it just pushes it further and further up to the top yeah yeah it's it's such a like banal thing to be offended by if you don't know it's fetish content yeah <laughs> like you're yeah. literally in- also are those ones where <laughs> sorry but like this is is it a fetish video <laughs> podcast from me <laughs> you know those ones where people squish things th- between the metal oh that could be yeah is that fetish yeah it could be i like those those are satisfying <laughs> i don't have a fetish for it though but yeah i guess it's like it's that that could be about like it's like the anticipation like oh my god what's gonna happen is it gonna happen that's all that can be sexualized yeah, and like the release like, oh yeah <laughs> sorry to anyone that does have these fetishes that are listening we are not kink shaming you we promise no, but we are not. a bit 
but but Eden's like you part know, of your community so hey i'm part, I'm part of the asmr community <laughs> but then asmr always gets sexualized as well yeah exactly and, oh, but um we when we were discussing this gina said something about that rain uh fisher quan tweet mm-hmm. uh quite quan rain i'd say quan i think but i don't know rain fisher quan tweet uh where it's like women could never do jackass because mm-hmm. anything that a woman does is going to be sexualized mm-hmm. no matter what like you just have to exist and it and it could be sexualized so like a man getting bit by a snake is funny and he's in pain that's really really funny if it happens to a woman someone could potentially be getting aroused by that because it's like mm-hmm. anything anything that a woman does is sexualized and i think that's why a lot of this content is really common and a lot of people try and exploit it in like different ways by commenting something seemingly innocent especially within the asmr community but also don't you think it's so funny how like going back to tiktok how it seemed or like men basically try and manufacture that like they're also they're actively trying to get like to make sexy tiktoks and to like arouse women you know with the like point of view I'm your boyfriend and I'm complimenting Mm. you or whatever and it's so cringe so it's like they have to work really hard for something that like we would not want thrust upon us yeah 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 Yeah, they have to really put the effort in but yeah in this essay it was basically saying how we're like living in the era of like content sludge whereas like content used to be like you know really like engaging and really educational or just anything but now it's just like you're literally watching it's kind of like I feel like TikTok is like the equivalent of, you know, when you're just watching TV and you're switching all the channels and watching 30 mm-hmm. seconds of each one. It's like that, but yes. on speed, on drugs. Yeah, it really is. That essay was so good. What was it called? The Content Culture Crisis. Yeah. Yeah, that was, it made me want to delete TikTok and I <laughs> temporarily and then got it back about two days later. Um, but yeah, like, and this is the five minute crafts thing. It's like, you're not going to get your solder and iron out and start making a pair of fucking high-heeled shoes out of a 3D printer. No one is going to do that, but it's that brightly coloured and that, like, fast that you just kind of sit there and you just disassociate yeah, and you and go, like, mm, bright colours, wow. And maybe that's like, why it's so jarring that, like, we find out that maybe they have, like, sexual undertones or sexual purpose because most of us just sit there, like, going, Ooh, when we're watching mm, it, like, trying yeah. not to think. Yeah, zoning out. I think so. Um, In that Beth Ashley article, Mm -hmm. it's interesting because she makes the point of like years of witnessing a war on porn have led us to believe sexual content is inherently dangerous content. And Mm -hmm. the stealth-like nature or at least attempted stealth of these videos adds to the concern. No one enjoys the idea that they've been tricked into engaging with something that they wouldn't search for. But Kink Educator Lola Jean doesn't think this is the wet and messy community's intention. These videos are pretty harmless. And that's when it goes on to say, like, you know, anyone's thing can be a fetish. But I also think that's so true because I I feel like if this happened on Tumblr or in early days of internet, Mm -hmm. there would be so much more honesty about the intention behind that, right? And it's kind of what I'm saying about, like, TikTok feeling seedy because, like, sex and fetishes aren't inherently seedy, I suppose. Like, sex definitely isn't, I don't know. (laughs) Like, it's not, like, inherently seedy, and obviously there's like safe and consensual ways to, you know, seek out all of these things. But it's like mm-hmm. the f- fact that we live on a pretty like sexless internet apart. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From if you go actively searching for porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's everything's everything's getting censored more and more. So I guess the more niche sexual things are gonna are gonna appear more often than like big boobs. Yeah, I wonder if it's like it's kind of like a chicken and an egg situation. Like, do you think yeah. more people are getting weird fetishes because they're like it's less like omnipresent in our culture, like overt sexuality, or do you think mm. they're just coming to the surface more because we can't see other things? I think maybe a bit both. Yeah, everyone everyone's like very sexually repressed, and yeah, then and then also I think because the internet is that repressed that weirder stuff's coming through. Yeah, like because a lot a lot of the points that when I was doing the research, people are saying this isn't a very common fetish, like food splooshing. I think it's called. <laughs> it's not very common, but because you can't show other sexual content on like social media then i guess it does become more put it to the forefront yeah yeah yeah. what's that um what's that gif from community that always gets shared around of the dean where he's like i hope this doesn't awaken anything in me yeah when he's like watching the weird dalmatian (laughs) (laughs) entirety of the internet (laughs) yeah i feel like it's definitely i don't know it's a massive problem that it does make us, I wrote about this for days, it does make us all way more prudish. Like, I know it's like kind of a, um, like a argument as to whether like puritines are a real thing and like Gen Z is going off sex. But I just feel like really, I feel very deeply that attitudes to sex must be changing because we spend so much time on the internet and it's so mm. like shielded from us. Yeah, well, everything's sanitized. Like, you can't even write the word sex on TikTok. You can't even say certain things. Your videos get taken down. Mm-hmm. Puritines also love that. <laughs> yeah. Let's do an episode about that. Yeah, so I was reading something the other day where someone said that a lot of, like, left leftists, especially, like, left-wing young teenagers, are so, go, like, so left that they kind of go conservative. Back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, loop back around, because it's like, you can't say that. Uh and they, they, they've kind of like, yeah, done this weird thing where they've become so, so 
left wing and so liberal that they've just like they're right wing yeah yeah, they're right wing (laughs) yeah with like tone policing and like and uh and loads of other stuff yeah Yeah. i think it definitely it's definitely like it i don't know i just feel like it makes so much sense like because even though sex wasn't spoken to us in like schools or like necessarily in your families or in your friendship groups like you kind of at least had the internet whereas now you really have to be like actively going show me porn now to find anything about sex yeah unless it's these fetch videos (laughs) maybe we'll see like a whole generation of people having splooshing fetishes (laughs) yeah forget feet splooshing is on the rise yeah (laughs) but there is like a dark undercurrent to this and I Mm -hmm. think it's like I think it's really hard to contextualize in that sense because this feels like the type of thing that is such like right-wing bait and I'm talking Mm. about like people the idea that parents use their children to fetish mind Mm. content yeah would you like to tell us about the research you've done um oh it's, it's getting dark man it's getting really dark and we kind of touched on this in the consent yeah. uh episode we did where we talked about children on the internet but yeah there's this toddler on tiktok who's got like 17 million followers ren and uh, ren i think ren the mom she's called ren and the mom's called jacqueline mm-hmm. jacqueline and the page consists of an adorable little girl with pigtails who looks to be about three she's climbing counters she's bursting water balloons and the mum's making loads of money off this, doing doing like Sponcom with Sheehan and like um, baby food and stuff like that. But then people have kind of been calling the mum out because of the content she's making is like just increasingly like specifically weird. Like there was a video of like Ren's new bikini haul Ooh. and like, yeah. And like there's a video of her kid playing with a tampon. Yeah. They've since been taken down. And then, yeah, it's things like that where you kind of have to understand that yeah, your kid's cute and you're making a cute video, but if you're making increasingly more specific and more specific videos, you have to think about like who's watching that or who's requesting those certain types of videos. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it just becomes so weird. Like, yeah, I think I saw a video where someone's looking through this page's followers and all of them are just like old men. Yeah. Also, I think this goes Crazy. back to what I was saying about how, like, you don't curate your own TikTok in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you can follow people, but it's like, what steps are the algorithm, is the algorithm taking to, like, lump child content with this kind of fetish content, with the absurd yeah. content, like, the food content we've been talking about? Because, obviously, like algorithms are not going to be sophisticated enough to sense like the differences in nuance so are mm. these platforms pushing like innocent and like child content into these people's few pages that are not going to find it are not going to watch it like with mm. pure intentions do you know what I mean? yeah yeah because if you have 17 million followers you can't guarantee that every single one of them is a good person no definitely not and also (laughs) but also on the flip side of this to play devil's advocate like I do think our obsession so this was like a big thing where it's like her followers like or people that knew her content being like "Mm, this is weird and like calling it out right and then Mm. there's like because I think I first saw it because there was like a call out video before I saw like I didn't know this girl's content like I didn't know her and her kids content from like Adam and I think it's kind of like a bit of 
we're always looking for the morbid. Like I'm not saying it's not, yeah. I'm not saying it's not, and I'm not saying that people are wrong, but I'm also not saying they're right either. And also this probably goes back to like the thing we are saying about like, yeah, sexuality being so repressed. So we're immediately like, oh, if it is fetish content, obviously we're just talking about the weird food stuff, not the child one there, because that is fucked if true. But in like, we're always kind of like, we kind of like feast on the morbid and we're obsessed with it and we're obsessed with finding like the dark side in mm. everything. And I blame true crime and I blame like, don't fuck with cats. And I blame yeah. all of those things that make us think we can be like little keyboard detectives and like find the darkness in everything and then take it down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. We're, lo- we're looking for evil. Yeah, because at the end of the day, Moving on from the lady and her child, because I feel like that's its own kettle of fish. Yeah, okay, if you see, like, a thing being squished, like a a bit of food being squished, and you watch it because you've never seen a bit of food being squished anymore, and you're not sexually aroused, just move on with your life. Like, it's understandable yeah. to feel duped, but this content isn't, like, horrid in nature. Yeah, it's... It's annoying. A woman's making like a milkshake in the toilet. That's really fucking annoying and it's wasting <laughs> food. But also, it's not really harming anyone. <laughs> but yeah, I do feel both ways about it. Like, because you don't know who's viewing that content. So if someone innocent could be watching that, mm-hmm. whatever. It's a bit weird. Um, but yeah, also no one's no one's dying, no one's getting hurt, no one's getting murdered. Yeah. Um Pick, like pick pick a bigger battle. <laughs> <laughs> we just did a whole podcast on it. I know, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the it's the the intention behind the viewership. I think is very important, and I think that when people are lying to creators to try and make them uh, create fetish content, that's evil and that's wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, like remember... suggest, like requesting stuff to creators that is going to turn you on is dark-sided and you shouldn't do it and if you're going to do that and they agree to it you should pay them loads of money exactly also yeah you're so cheap go go subscribe to someone's only fans yeah in it yeah um but i guess that it's it's that's they probably get off on that as well like it's like the control Mm -hmm. and like you're Mm -hmm. making someone do something that they don't know that they're doing it remember uh cherry pie from drag race oh god i feel like i re-go over this story every three weeks okay google it google it yeah yeah, it's dark it's such a thing with intention and i suppose like you feel shocked if you stumble like when you find out the true intent of these videos if it is the true intent because you're like i've been fooled into watching a sexy thing and i don't feel Mm -hmm. sexy about it but also we watch weird sexy perfume adverts every day yeah, like, it's not that it's probably not turns someone on. Yeah, let the woman make the milkshake in the toilet and finger a chicken breast if she wants to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then all this stuff was born on Facebook. So like the people that make these videos, they're part of this big conglomeration that's that's ran by a magician, which is also oh my just, god, like, that sounds, sounds so sounds weird. Made up. Sorry, yeah, but I don't trust any magicians. Sorry to all the magicians <laughs> listening, but I don't trust you. What's he called, Rick? Um, I don't know. Rick Lax, mm-hmm. yeah, professional magician, magi- uh, professional magician who is the man behind the curtain who basically like has a production company that makes all these videos. I can't remember what my point was now. <laughs> it just that it's like a huge. Oh, it's born on yeah, but it was all born on Facebook, which is like like for 
old people. I don't know. The content on Facebook isn't the highest of quality. So, mm. like, it's, like, all, like, silly prank videos. So mm-hmm. just don't take it too seriously. It's just for clicks. Yeah, it's so funny. I don't know. I don't know how to explain what I feel, but I feel like the content hierarchy is like TikTok's at the top, Instagram's mm. in the middle, and Facebook's the lowest when it comes to video content. But then so much of Facebook is on TikTok. Like, yeah, because those mm. craft videos definitely did originate from there. Yeah. But I mean, I think I am in the wrong business because if I could make like squillions of pounds filming someone squish something, why the hell not? Why the hell not? You know milk the system exactly exactly <laughs> um but don't request things without people's consent no that's very unethical and horrible mm. and you shouldn't do it and don't fucking get kids involved because that is disgusting yeah but Leave the kids alone yeah and don't you think but just like this is why I started with being like oh that's a bit it feels like a really big like far right dog whistle even though I don't know if it is properly like there could be some truth there could be no truth it could be all truth who can say because yeah it just feels like the kind of like manufactured rage machine is working Mm. hard on that one it was like I feel like that girl is the same as Marina Joyce for our generation what girl (laughs) like the girl who's got the mom like I feel like it's the same level of like oh yeah oh my god Marina Joyce that was a wild time then it's like oh YouTubers are bad because Marina Joyce is being like locked in her room and forced to create by her mom or whatever do you know what I mean everyone's like analyzing her pupils yeah you can see it you can see someone in the background (laughs) there's bars on her window what like wear, wear pink in your next video if you're being held captive <laughs> yeah. but this is the thing like people are so desperate for something or uh immoral and something sinister to be going on under the surface mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now we've been proven right because these videos aren't just like weird videos of someone making a hot dog in a plastic bottle mm. they're fetish uh, videos yeah so all the conspiracy theorists are vindicated on that level but then also i think once you've been vindicated you have to think okay why do i care Mm. yeah <laughs> nobody died it's okay <laughs> that we know of that we know yeah yeah that we know all right I well, think that, what are you gonna say no i just think that those videos are just like just so unbelievably batshit crazy like that they're kind of camp yeah <laughs> No, I agree. That's the thing. I feel like that's also why people are annoyed to find out they're sexual because they like the absurdity of it. So if it has meaning, then it makes it like less camp, less absurd, less like, oh, the internet's just a strange place. Like it adds to add intention is to kind of like take away from the weirdness of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a Tim and Eric sketch before and now it's like, oh great. It was made for purpose. Yeah. 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 Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like I feel like that's why people are annoyed more than anything. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just chatting shit. Yeah. Well, thank you, Eden. Thank you. Get back to you. Also, love that you're like, maybe I'm just chatting shit. I was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you are. You're not trying to. Enjoy. Go back to your ASMR friends.
ASMR. Now, Marty, you're so good at doing the TikTok voiceovers. Yeah, that's so true. Years of practice. Yeah. <laughs> well, let us know what you think of these videos, if you have seen them, if you love them, if you hate them. Um, and thank you to all of you for listening. Thank you to Olivia for editing, Eden for co-hosting, um, Gina, Gina, Izzy, Charlotte, Hattie, and Grace, and Misha. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.